Project Passion podcast made to inspire you to follow your passion and turn it into a successful business or career. My name is Joy Thompson, and this week I'm joined by a friend and fellow marketer, Mark Clifford. Mark, how's it going, Mum? Uh, hey, man, how are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Firstly, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I know me and you have talked about the show, you've known about the podcast since it started. Um, but do you want to kind of introduce yourself to people, anyone that's not in our own marketing space, doesn't know who you are? Yeah, so first off, thank you for having me on. Um, Certainly, if anyone doesn't know me, obviously, my name is Mark Clifford, uh, and I am founder and owner of On The Line Digital, uh, and we're a digital marketing agency focusing on uh, e-commerce and maybe some different sub-niches that you wouldn't expect to advertise online and trying to find the most profitable route to success for those businesses. Um, so, yeah, we've been in um, operation for probably around about a year, 18 months now, uh, so it's sort of still trying to get our feet under the table so to speak but working quite well nice nice um so you say it's been a year and 18 months obviously you've done something else before this i assume uh yeah so before i was uh, i was actually in the british army so completely different um sort of line of work complete different career change but uh yeah here we are awesome had you ever done anything to do with marketing in the first place or like was it just into the army and then you came out and decided to go into the marketing um, so I started whilst I was still in, um, obviously the pay isn't the best. Uh, so I started sort of doing a bit of like affiliate marketing, um, white labeling some ads for some bigger e-commerce agencies, et cetera, just to sort of, uh, add a bit of extra cash in my back pocket and, and supplement the wage. And then I found out in, uh, around about January, February time last year, that I was going to be medically discharged from the army. Uh, so I set up for myself and we've been rolling ever since. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And it is just yourself. Do you have a team behind the scenes doing any work or do you? We, we, we've got sort of online BAs um, and stuff like that, but they're all completely external and, and not on the books. That's sort of a, a as and when sort of ad hoc basis that we need them. Yeah. Do, do you have any plans of actually just bringing in people full time, like open offices, full time staff, anything like that? Um, so, yeah. Kind of want to expand into having a team and be able to work on the business and not in it, so not have to run the ads and the onboarding processes and stuff like that. Um, but as for an office, I don't think I want to be tied to sort of one space, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, once all this uh, COVID-19 has, has gone away and we can travel again, that's going to be, it's going to be sort of like a nomadic agency, if that makes sense. Bro, when this fucks off, we're going to Bali for a week. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, obviously, I know your social media. Obviously, Mark's social media handle will have already been on the screen, but it'll be down in the description anyway. Go ahead and check that out. Um, but, obviously, you've been ramping up your social media presence, been putting out a lot more content, a lot more videos as well of yourself, giving advice and tips for other businesses. Well, what's your aim with that there? What are you actually trying to do? Is it just grow the social media or are you using that as a sort of funnel to bring in new clients to your agency? Um, so it's a bit of both. So the way I want my social media presence to be is um, that of authority so that clients or potential clients can sort of look at me because I outreach through Instagram. I don't send a cold email or anything like that. My outreach is done purely through uh, Instagram and social media. So it's having that sort of author authoritarian profile but also being able to help people that are coming through. Um, I think at the minute, a lot of people are buying into the digital marketing space and stuff like that. So being able to help people that are coming through, maybe teach them a few things that I didn't know when I was starting and 
would have been handy to know. And some good social proof as well, I suppose, for potential clients coming through and looking at your page. Yeah, well, there is that. We've got some um, some small results that we've uh, been able to share from a few of our clients um, on my Instagram highlight. So you'll be able to see those, which is, is always handy for potential clients. Yeah, of course. And you said there about your outreach, you actually don't do any emails. Do you do cold calls or strictly Instagram DM? Yeah, so no uh, cold calls. I've never uh, made a cold call in my life. Uh, in the 18 months I've been running an agency, never made a cold call. Um, because I don't like it, I get, get nervous over the phone. Um, but yeah, so, so it's all done through uh, Instagram and LinkedIn is a new sort of method that we're testing and pushing as well. See, that's something I haven't bothered. I, I know Jordan obviously done a video on it there last week, week before, I don't know. Yeah, he done a video yeah. on it. And I haven't even watched that yet. But I know a few people, especially within our sort of circles, are beginning to use LinkedIn very heavily. But it's something I haven't one look at that properly to even put together a strategy for or two i don't know how beneficial it would be like for me obviously but if you, yeah, i mean i have a completely set up now my linkedin is properly fully set up i did take the time to set all that up originally but i just have never bothered i mean i have so many fucking connections at this point it's insane yeah but um, I, I know how valuable it is like my partner she's a designer and she she uses LinkedIn like daily and that's how she's ended up getting freelance jobs that are like bread money. Like, yeah, but it's like, I, I have absolutely no clue how the fuck you use it, to be quite honest, that's to be frank. Um, I don't think a lot of people do because although it's a social network, it doesn't work in your typical sort of social network way. Um, the way that obviously like the connections and emails and stuff work. But it's really, really good if you're, especially if you're going for larger sort of companies, especially e-commerce companies, it's a good way to get directly to the owner because you'll find a lot of the pages that you message on Instagram and Facebook won't actually be managed by the owner anymore. They'd have been outsourced to a team. So it's a good way to get directly to the owner and just sort of bypassing that that gatekeeper straight away. Yeah. Is, I assume there's a specific way that you're trying to cut through the noise because I know for the most part, all the messages I get on, are on LinkedIn kind of follow like five different templates and they're all pretty similar. Like, And I think that's why I think I've just avoided it in the first place of just like, there's so many just random messages getting sent out to every person that gets added or connected with. Like, is there a point to it? Like, do you think there's an actual benefit for people to be getting behind this LinkedIn hype? Uh, I think if it's utilised correctly, yeah. I mean, like you say, every time you connect with someone, they're always selling you their pitch. At the end of the day, it's business owners trying to sell. It's everyone on there is on there for the same reason, um, unless obviously you're looking for for work and jobs, etc. Um, but you just need to try and sort of differentiate different. Make your outreach different. I can't say that Differentiate. word. Differentiate. That would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Differentiate. That's going to wind up now. Um, you need to mix up your outreach a little bit with it. Because like you say, everyone's sending you a pitch. As soon as you connect, you know what I mean? They've not warmed you up. They've not talked to you. They're not asked you how your day is. And they're just going straight in. Oh, my company is this company. We do X, Y, Z. Here's some results, blah, blah, blah. Sign up at this link. You're like, well, actually, I'm, I'm fine. And I take my cup of tea with two sugars. Um, but they don't bother to get, to get to know you with that. So what we do is. Um, we, we sort of build up a bit of a warm connection first. So we've obviously already connected with that person's uh, company social, so like their Instagram, their Facebook, uh, checked out their website. Um, if they're on YouTube, we'll have a look at some of the YouTube. If they've got a podcast, we'll check out the podcast, et cetera. Um, and then we'll go through and you sort of like start commenting on a few of their posts and offering insights and stuff. And then you can sort of start to build 
um, that relationship with them and go, hey, I've been checking out your brand, obviously connected you with this. I've been checking out your brand. I've made you a quick sort of five minute loom video, um, just highlighting a few of the, the issues that I found with your socials. It'd be great if you could check it out. And then you find that you get a very, very heavy open rate just from sort of building that warm connection. It takes a little bit longer. You know, I mean, you can't smash out sort of 60 out, um, messages of outreach in a day, um, but it's more targeted. They're more susceptible to it. And they're more open to having that engaging conversation with you instead of just going, yeah, I'll humor this idiot for, for half an hour. So as opposed to where if anyone doesn't know outreach and marketing, it would typically be in terms of cold calls, at least you just have your list and you go through it and you make your calls and if they're dead, they're dead, um, or else they go somewhere else in the process. With you then, Mark, is it more a case of you get your lead list or you get your prospect list and then you go about doing all them steps? So it's, it's more of a longer game for you, but with a higher success rate in terms of being able to convert prospects to clients because you go through the element of all right well first i'll follow them you know and then i'll like them and then you obviously spend maybe a week or two liking and commenting on posts and giving that extra engagement and then you drop your little limb video in a couple of weeks in is it yeah so it's usually about a week to 10 days so instead okay. of um obviously we've tried with sort of cold email and sending them by cold email but the open rate is is pretty poor i mean yeah. we could send 50 emails in an afternoon using um, automated software such as GMAS or Lemlist um, and get one open of a loom. You know, I mean, the open rate on the email is pretty good because we've got good subject lines and we've nailed that. But nine times out of 10, if you're sending a business owner a video via a link from someone they don't know, they're not going to click yeah. it because I think you're just going to be trying to steal their bank details. So yeah. sort of maybe connecting with, on average, 75 to 100 people a week who you're seriously interested in working with and you've done a bit of market research behind, um, engaging with them and then sending them the value. Um, they can already see you're a real person. You've got a bit of credibility in the space and then they, they're they more likely to open and engage. Obviously, you still get some that tell you to fuck off every now and then. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had one this morning. I thought the guy was pretty sound. Um, we're chatting about uh, his podcast and how he got into uh, doing what he does sent it in this video and uh, yeah, just got sort of laughed out of his inbox basically. But <laughs> you got to get that with um, every sort of method of outreach. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's a growth aspect to it as well. You have to have a good looking LinkedIn business profile to then be able to garner that sort of respect in the industry. Do you have any sort of advice for anyone that's trying to grow or maybe they haven't used LinkedIn before as a way to outreach and how they can grow their profile, make it look a lot stronger and a lot more, give a lot more social proof for these prospects? Yeah, so um, three things you need. Obviously, you need like a good um, high quality profile picture. So like a good headshot. If you look at mine, um, I'm in a tailored suit holding a glass of champagne by a lake. You know what I mean? It's, it's clear cut. It's shot by a professional photographer yeah it says money yeah says money i mean it wasn't it was taken at a friend's wedding and i thought this is a good opportunity. literally grabbed the photographer after she'd finished taking the bride portraits and was like can i just borrow you for five minutes her 20 minutes and had some headshots done um and yeah so you need a good clear professional picture um your profile the way it's laid out so you have like an about section in your bio people aren't interested in what school you went to or um what university you went obviously if you've got your university if you're a doctor you've got a, B, a MBA or BFP or whatever obviously bang that on there um but people aren't really too interested in that um so you need a good 
authoritative uh, sort of bio. So for me, it is um, telling people who I am, what I do, and how that adds value to them. So for me, I turn around and say, um, I help e-commerce owners. So I'm already targeting um, the industry, uh, generate their uh, generate increased revenue. So that's what I can do for them, utilizing uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Google Ads. So it tells them what I do, how I do it, and why. Uh, and then they can see straight away that it's no nonsense, and I'm not going to sort of just try and pill for them, you know, just harassing them with messages. Um, and then the other thing as well is um, when you are building up your connections, um, obviously connecting with people in the same space. So if you look at um, my connections list, um, a lot of it is people from within um, the Affluent Academy uh, and other agency owners that I know from outside as well. Um, and having those key endorsements. So like you'll collab on a lot of projects, like obviously we collabed a little bit on uh, helping you with a bit of your outreach and a meeting strategy. Um, and likewise, you're helping me boost my profile here. So if I was to go on LinkedIn, um, I could endorse you for sort of social media engagement or something like that. And it's just having that little bit of credibility. Uh, and then obviously you need good content. So uh, video works quite well on LinkedIn. You need something that's eye-catching that's going to stop uh, business owners scrolling when they're going through their feed. Um, and the content that you're putting out, it can't just be sort of sharing your memes like you do on Facebook or just posting pictures of yourself on holiday on Instagram. It needs to be engaging and relevant and of abuse so this last week we've been detailing the um updates for the ios 14 uh, rollout which if anyone doesn't know and is in the digital marketing space uh buckle up because it's one hell of a fucking ride <laughs> yeah i think we both realized that this week and i think i think everyone we know realized this week that this is a a nightmare already it's not even out yet it's not even fully fucking released yet and it's already a bally start of the new year oh it's an absolute bitch literally like rolling from the the nightmare of 2020 and then into this of 2021 so obviously the highest cpms and stuff at the back end of 2020 and then rolling into an ios 14 uh rollout it's literally just like being punched in the face every morning when you wake up just to say this is what's going to hit you today you're like yeah fantastic yeah yeah if anyone hasn't tackled it yet it is it is just balls like talk about going in it'll tell you your domain isn't verified so you're gonna to have to go in and you have to re-verify your domain if you're an e-com store and that means you have a shopify store that means you're gonna to have to go on to your shopify you're gonna to have to either access dns upload an html uh html bullshit file or you're going to have to access the meta code and insert another uh, piece of code into the meta code and the header of the page then after you do that, if you want to run a carousel retargeting ad, you're going to have to make sure that you have correct tags on all of the purchase conversions. And then you're going to have to make sure that they're all verified to your domain. And that's all I've had to deal with so far. I don't know if you've had anything <laughs> different. You've probably had fucking worse problems than that. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to have that issue. I mean, we're literally straight after this. I'm onboarding a, an author from Canada. Um, so we're going to have those sort of issues. But sort of losing attribution windows, uh, loss of retargeting, um, cold targeting as well. I mean, we're quite lucky that some of the brands we're working with are quite established. Um, so there isn't, ha there hasn't had to be a lot of sort of cold brand awareness uh, because the targeting for that now is just ridiculous. So with iOS 14, you can't um, target by gender or age, um, yeah, gender or age anymore. Um, so it's just, it's it's just a, a guessing game really. Unless you know what you're doing. 
Yeah, I think you. I mean, you're all right technically if you have certain products that don't follow an age range. You know, if your age range was already going to be like twenty one to fifty five, I mean, you're going to have a higher CPM. It's going to affect a lot of your metrics anyway. But at least in terms of being able to target and not taking on the financial side, you're still going to be able to target the same people if you have products or services like that. But I mean, if you have a product specifically set to like what thirty five to forty five, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. If if you're selling life insurance to over fifty females, you are fucked. You 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 better you're better off targeting cruise line groups because that's your target market essentially. I was just about to say it just means we have to get really fucking like two hundred IQ here and start targeting interests that only them like fucking TV shows from the six seventies or something that only they will have watched. You will yeah. have to get when you, when you scroll through an old day's profile and it's like the likes of like 40 towers and all that sort of stuff and just going yeah. back to that sort of age i literally if it if i was to ever work with an industry like that i would just look and go how would i target my mum? yeah and that's how that's how i would break it down i i don't know i think it would be an absolute nightmare to have to try and do it. i mean thankfully mine are like my interest and my targeting is based on different things over the age. So thankfully, yeah. mine doesn't have too much effect there. Mine is just a case of the technical side and the fucking re-trying to wire everything together. Yeah. The, the, it was already wired wrong in the first place, by the way, when I actually finally jacked it. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't That's, that's the worst thing as well, like, when someone else has been working with a brand that you then start working with, and they're just an absolute cowboy, you go in and everything's set up incorrectly, and you look at some of the old ads and the targeting, and you're thinking, what the fuck are you doing and where did you learn Facebook ads? Because I've never seen this anywhere. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Looking at audiences that are made from interests and then yeah. it doesn't make no sense. And then the other one was like four purchase conversions on a homepage. I know four purchase conversions were on every page. The page view was a purchase <laughs> conversion and there was four of them. So it was basically firing purchases four times on a homepage and every page wow. then after that. Wow. I suppose that's how you stack your numbers and that. <laughs> looks good for the ads. <laughs> so someone else I want to kind of ask your opinion on for these people, as you say, a lot more people are getting in the digital space, coronavirus, a lot more people are stuck at home. People are more hard on cash. They're all looking for new ways to get out of that sort of situation. And a lot of people are turning to the internet and more online jobs. For any of those people, is there advice you would give them in terms of do it, don't do it, what you should do if you're going to do it correctly? Yeah, so obviously this is entirely dependent on, on what you're doing. Um, but for the most part, avoid MLMs or pyramid schemes, multi-level marketing schemes, because yeah. you're not going to really make any cash. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're selling a product for someone else, taking a bit of cream off the top, but you've had to pay 250 quid to get those products, you're already at a massive disadvantage and people are just going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. I mean, people, and, people are sick of it at the minute. And for people who don't know what that is, that is the people on your Instagram that sell products for other companies and then they get their little like promotions and they're like holidays and they're like Range Rover discounts and shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a pyramid scheme. My, yeah. Do you want to join my wax melt business? Well, no, because it's not your business. You're just selling, you're a salesperson for another product. You fucking yeah. whack now. I mean, granted, I, I I bought an aftershave from one the other week. It was really nice, actually, granted. It's like, <laughs> it's like a bottle of sauvage. Really nice, granted. And I will probably get another one because it was fucking cheap as fuck. But 
Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you're never going yeah. to be a millionaire. You're never yeah, going to so, be somewhat rich even from it. Yeah, I mean, but the, 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 it can work. It just it's just so time consuming, and you're not getting as much out of it as if you were set to write for yourself. I mean, someone that I look up to in sort of a digital marketing space, um, who runs ads for companies, but he does that as part of an MLM, and he's quite successful. I mean, he's living out in Spain at the minute. Him and his missus sold their house a couple of years ago, just been travelling um and currently i think they're in spain anyway um just sort of getting away from corona so he's quite successful at it but the thing is he's been doing this since the company's inception he's a lot higher up it's it's all just sort of smoke and mirrors you know what i mean um yeah, so exactly. avoid those um find something that you can sort of be passionate about because if you just go online and you start affiliating so affiliate marketing if you don't know is selling products for commission but there's no sort of promotions you don't have to hire anyone there's no levels to it you literally just advocate for a brand so for example like clothing brands you know where they offer you discount and every piece of clothing that you sell you get a percentage of so that's affiliate marketing it works well if you've got really good blogs or websites or whatever um great for that so that's all always one avenue um but you just need to sort of find something that you're passionate about because if you're selling wax melts or clothes that you're not really bought into you're not really passionate about it you're just going to be sort of sat on instagram for a few hours a day not really knowing what you're doing not really caring and just going everything online is a scam because i can't sell um so find something that you're passionate about and that you could probably do direct to direct to customer as well so d to c do direct to customer so um i play a lot of golf and there's a guy on one of the buy and sell pages golf spot buy and sell or whatever it's called who has created understair storage um, for like golf clubs and shoes and stuff. And he makes them in his, in his garage at home and he's selling them for £80 a pop direct to, direct to the client. And he's absolutely killing it because that's his passion. He likes working with materials and work with his hands and he plays a lot of golf. So find something like that that you can monetize. Uh, and as I say, you'll never work uh, a day in your life. Um, and then finally, research what you're doing. You can't go and create a social profile um, and con people out of their hard-earned money and businesses out of their hard-earned money stating that you're an expert in something when you've never ever done something before yeah you know i mean just taking a digital marketing course and then going yeah i've done that and then saying you're an expert in facebook ads you just chat and shit because you've never run ads before in your life you know what i mean yeah. and businesses will appreciate a lot more if you're honest about that I've oh found. yeah oh yeah oh uh, yeah so Something else that's um, kind of been in the news, well, not I say in the news, it's, it's been talked about at the minute, um, probably more amongst people like us and business owners as opposed to regular people, but Clubhouse, um, I see you, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. What's your opinion on Clubhouse then? Um, when you pull out your well, phone? I'm an Android user, so I've never used Clubhouse. Um, but from an outside perspective, um, I suppose it can be good for building your knowledge. Um, I mean, there was a, a room on Clubhouse that I saw this morning that had uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, who no doubt was in there just to see how he could plagiarise Clubhouse in, in screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elon Musk, uh, there was sort of several billionaires, high-level entrepreneurs in there. So, I mean, it's great for that. Uh, well, Yeezy was in a room the other day I was looking at. Mad as fuck. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> It's mental, isn't it? So, I mean, it's, it's a great way to sort of engage with those sorts of guys, the guys that are just, you know, Elon Musk, now the richest man in the world, which is just absolutely crazy. 
Um, if, you, if you don't know the story of Elon Musk, you really need to check it out because he, he didn't like the way that payments were taken over the internet, so he invented PayPal. PayPal didn't like how much, yeah, didn't like how much fuel his car was using, so he invented Tesla, and then become one of the richest blokes in the moon and went, fuck it, I want go, uh, in, in the world, and went, fuck it, I want to go to the moon. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great philanthropy. Um, and then he beat on, NASA, who's been doing this for, what, 60, 70 years, longer than that, <laughs> yeah. and he beat NASA to it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get the Mars first, don't worry. Yeah, and he put a car in space as well. So there's a Tesla floating around space if you want to go up and grab it. It's, I like that. NASA's been doing this for years, and he just goes, do you know what? Hold that, bitches. I've got it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, just, just spending cash at it. Just throw cash at the problem. Yeah. Then he's like, um, but, I'll, but I'll let you use my rockets if you want. You know, if you pay me enough, I'll let you use them. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's like Uber <laughs> for, for NASA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Um, and then on the other house with Clubhouse, I think it's just it could just be a massive waste of time. And it's just a massive marketing dick fest. So everyone is just, oh, my robot is bigger than your robot. My clock's nine inches and yours is only eight and a half. I think it's just, a, it could just be a massive waste of time and draining your time and resources away from where it needs to be. Yeah. See, that's what I thought at the start. I thought, oh, it's just, a, it's a bit overhype. It's a bit, you know, it's just kind of there, but it'll die out. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, do you know what? I was like, this could end up being the next thing, right? This, this could. And then I watched the Gary Vee video, and ever since I was like, it's the next fucking thing, lads. Everyone <laughs> needs to be on it. I have, I'm Samsung as well. Granted, mine looks a lot of sh- more shit than yours. You wouldn't think I own a digital digital agency, would you? My phone's <laughs> um, but honestly, I have another, I have an iPhone, I've got it on that, my old iPhone. Mate, honestly, it is legit. It's cool as fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, it is going to be the next big thing because of how quickly it's taken off. You know, people said hard. TikTok was going to be a load of shit and it's just for kids. And now people are making six figure businesses just from TikTok. I mean, I don't know if you've seen on the news that guy singing uh, pirate shanties. He's now like one of the biggest viral sensations ever. Yeah, I don't know I'm, if you've seen him. I've seen him on as well. Uh, do you know Papa Roach, singer? Yeah. Um, he, that song, like the whatever it is, the Papa Roach song, you know, I can't remember the name of it right now. There was a guy on TikTok singing that song. So Papa Roach got the guy, flew him to a studio and then re-recorded the song with him. Like Papa Roach's biggest song and re-recorded it with this guy off TikTok. That's mental. So yeah. Video and all for it. So he did. I I watched my movie at like 4am and I went and watched it the other night. Insane. That's ridiculous. So, you know what I mean? It's it's taken off in ways like that and it's going to take off in ways like that. But I've won just to shout out my YouTube video coming out this Saturday as well because it's relevant. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, Downfalls High, the actor in that, Lil Huddy, TikTok star. That's all he does. He's a singer, rapper, person on TikTok. Um, yeah. As well as the other people. So, yeah, shout that out Saturday. It's on my YouTube. You'll go get it in the description. Boom. There we go. Nice little plug on your own channel there. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're here for. it's going to be big. And when people can learn how to monetize it properly, then absolutely fine. I think it's good at the minute for sort of like high level coaches and stuff like that. Um, I mean, the, the property investor I follow called Rob Moore, um, he's a multi-million pound property investor. He's got podcasts, he's got YouTube channels. Um, and he was on Clubhouse, I think it was for 10 days. And his growth on there was just crazy. He overtook every other social media platform that he's got in 10 days, um, purely because of how crazy it is. But he's got the money, the resources, and um, the, the the brand awareness and the following, it comes down to that again. So 
it's going to be good when people can learn how to monetize it, the same as TikTok, and now that people are monetizing other social medias. So we'll get there. But at the minute, it's people just waving their dicks about going, oh, look at me, I'm on Clubhouse. So, yeah. yeah. That's why I got it in the first place. Like, that it was the reason. I, I wasn't that interested. And then I seen it was invite only. And since I read invite only, I was like, someone give me a fucking invite. And they didn't like, mean to. They didn't mean to. It wasn't yeah. the purpose. Their server just wasn't big enough to handle the world traffic. So they just not enough infrastructure, make it invite only. And then suddenly yeah. everyone fucking wants it. Everyone. Because hmm. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that if you don't have an invite, you get sort of put onto a waiting list and then they could just sort of add you in when they've got the infrastructure, but invites are outweighing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely you, crazy. You can reserve your username if, you, if you're interested in Clubhouse. Go check it out. You can reserve your username right now, um, but you can't have an account. You can just reserve your username, which is really important, I suppose, especially if you're a brand and you want to have your own name. Which is again why I was kind of like, "Fuck, I want my name the same as it is on Instagram." So I need to get on it really. But yeah, yeah. Go, go reserve your username and get an invite. A lot. I mean, a lot of people now are having invites. You get invites. You get one when you join, and you get extras for like spending time on the app hosting rooms and joining rooms and shit so right, I think okay. a lot of people are getting invites now like everyone i know of is getting like three invites a week or something like that there just from casually listening so i mean there's enough invites flying about at the minute i think that most people can yeah get. if you and, want and if you, you can get it yeah and if you don't know anyone that's got an invite then you can buy them off of ebay people are selling invites to clubhouse for like hundreds of thousands of dollars no way fuck off again honestly I saw it yesterday. Someone was on a. If someone's on... selling invites for this, man, I'm going to be minted. I think I've got like four. <laughs> yeah, literally on eBay, it was like, there was some for like $400, $500, some that were like bids were up to $1,000 just to get on an app. So I think that talks sort of the viral craze and, and how big it is going to be if people are that desperate to get on it. But now. the people know that they can't actually sit and have a fucking conversation with Drake. Like, like they can listen to him have a conversation with someone else that's famous, but they can't actually fucking talk to him. They know that, right? Yeah, but it's just, it's just, for, it's just for your Instagram story, right? Just kind of listen to the <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. It's just one-on-one conversation there, so we did with two million other people listening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like the concept, I think. I don't know, because I like visual more than audio like if, I, if you said to me do you want i mean I, I have a podcast but i make a video version because i prefer personally to watch video than listen to audio so i don't know about longevity i know at the minute it's hype and even in the next year to two years like i read predicting there's going to be a lot of growth and there's going to be a lot more people moving to that aspect but i don't know how long it would have in terms of longevity and whether or not people will get bored or whether they would have to start implementing a video album but then that changes what it is and do you know what I mean? You've already got other apps for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is it just going to turn into another Zoom? Exactly. And then you've got Stereo, which is already the exact same as Clubhouse. Like Stereo and Clubhouse are the same app, except Stereo is just not being used and has a bigger infrastructure so physically could manage worldwide just currently. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure they'll try and diversify. If not, they're just going to cash in on what they've already got and just go, see ya. Yeah, they're spending a fuckload on advertising, not Clubhouse now, um, Stereo. I mean, Stereo. all YouTubers, like, so you've got, like, all the side men, you've got, like, uh, Will Any and Calix and all them boys, yeah. Cal Freezy. 
they're all in the last week have released videos using stereo like they've been doing like side men have been doing like two of them doing like a q and a and people dropping like voice notes into them the answer and stuff like that so stereo's obviously seen the markets there seen how busy club is getting and are just fucking bombing money into their affiliates yeah i think in, uh, we need to do this like and now and yeah. i mean side men affiliate exposure i mean they get like well over a million views on each video so and they yeah, over a million not. likes on each video, bro. Them they they hit ten oh, million no. the other week month, so they did. Ten oh, yeah. subscribers, disgusting. Do you know I found them just before Christmas? I was like, what's this? I was just sort of sat in. So like, funny. Yeah, I took I took a day off and sort of just sat in the bath, chilling out, scrolling through YouTube, and I was like, what the hell is this? And it was when they were doing a. Uh, these the side men go dating and they had that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting there watching all three of them literally like back to back. I was in the bar for about three hours, it was ridiculous. Um I come out looking like a prawn. Um <laughs> and yeah, like the engagement literally just from eight or nine blokes being fucking idiots on the internet is mad. It doesn't make sense. It, it's ludicrous. I mean, I, I think it's funny because I've always been a YouTube kid and I've always yeah. like loved YouTube. And even my mates don't like understand it, but I mean, I have always watched the side men. I remember when they became the side men, and they this was like years ago, ten years, but yeah, almost ten years ago. And yeah, well, less now. But they, when they became side men, they played Spencer FC. But this is before all the Wembley Cups and before all their big charity matches. And I remember when they started, and I remember watching like KSI. I remember watching his videos. When he was doing like Road to First Division in FIFA, yeah. like, I remember watching their videos. I remember watching Harry Road to Shaw like doing his pack openings. Like I remember not Josh's fucking Toby, they were a bit boring, but I remember yeah. bit, like KSI <laughs> and I remember Mini Minter and I remember Road to Shaw. And I remember watching their videos as a kid. So now, like, my missus still can't understand why I'm like sitting laughing away and she's like, but why? That's not funny. I'm like, to me, that's hilarious. I'm like, yeah. Like, I've, I've watched these guys for like eight years. Like I know them yeah. more than I know you, right? Like, yeah, we then, yeah, <laughs> and she couldn't <laughs> understand this. And then one day she was like, "Oh, that's a bit funny." So I put it on the TV, and yeah. we're sitting watching. She loves it now. Honestly, all the time we're sitting, she's having dinner, she's like, "Put side bed on, like put something on." I'm like, "Stick <laughs> on one of the bit." She loves it. And she thinks it's because it's just easy to watch. I think it's the yeah. best content. The best content creation is just easy to watch. Yeah, I think I think at the minute as well, I think why they're killing it so much is because they've just got such a captive audience. Everyone's at home, everyone's bored, and they just want sort of a bit of a lift. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, when they were going out, what was it they did the other day? They had like £200,000 to spend on a credit card in like 20 minutes. You're like, everyone's like, oh, I want to do that. How do they do it? They you know do I mean? that all the time, mate. It's disgusting. Right. Talk about monetization. Minimint has actually got the most money out of them lot, hasn't it? He's, he's been able to monetize his platform a lot better than KSI has. No. Not him. Uh, Vicstar has Vicstar has the most money in the bank. Mini Minter has a lot in terms of like biz, actual like business. Like he owns a charity and shit like that. There, so he's got the oh, most right. in terms of like probably what you would call like liquidity or whatever. Like his yeah, yeah. value is there, but but Vicstar has money. That called they asked him in a spill your got spill it or shot it or something like that, and yeah. they said how much have you made from minecraft servers and he was like over two mil just oh, servers, yeah. and that's just owning servers that people pay to come and play on that's nothing else he's made two mil yeah just that's that. crazy have you seen his left call of duty 
I I watched his video and then I watched a couple of like the e uh like esports channels talking about it. Did you see that Activision have actually replied to him as well? Like he's got an open line of communication now with them. I know, yeah. That's meant the thing is they want people like that on their platform. Yeah, I mean if Big Star turns around with his five YouTube channels all combined probably has over a hundred million combined. Yeah, on just YouTube, if he's like makes a video specifically saying I have quit Call of Duty Warzone, this is why I'm not playing it. People will, they'll go. Wait, yeah, I mean, honestly, and I mean, I play Warzone. I don't know if you actually play that much, but it's a fucking yeah. nightmare at the minute. Like, oh, yeah, billion pound company. Yeah. If you've ever seen my me on Twitch, I scream about it daily. Billion pound company, billion. Right, and these guys have a loadout glitch that you can't even lift your gun from a loadout without the screen glitching for seven seconds. Oh, explain this to me, Activision. Explain this to me. I know as soon as that screen glitches, I'm getting shot in the fucking head. I'm getting (laughs) lasered, lasered from 250 feet away because the game has stuck me in one position. Yeah, and they know as soon as someone goes for a loadout, they've got time to line their shot up here. It's yeah. just, and you can't do anything. You can't back away from it either. You're, you're stuck in that. I get serious anger, mate, when that load out. Like, if anyone's ever watched my Twitch, it's fucking infuriating when it happens. And you know, especially if you're playing like Rebirth Island, you know as soon as you go in there, you know you're going to get beamed in the fucking head. Like, you know it's inevitably going to happen. Every time. Yeah. The game's broken. The game's fucking broken. It's just, everyone needs to stop. Everyone needs to stop just hacking and just play the game how it should be made. Yeah, that's that's one thing that like you never get to me. I remember when um, Modern Warfare Two was the big Call of Duty. I don't on PS3, and one of my mates from like where I grew up, um, the estate where I grew up, come around one day and he had this memory stick and he was like, "I've just paid 150 quid so I could be temp- prestige online and offline." I'm like, "Why? What have you achieved? Because you play the game because you enjoy it, and now you've got everything. You're just gonna get bored of it because you've yeah. got no." And I was like, you've just paid 150 quid for some to put a bit of code in your PlayStation and, and unlock it. I mean, it was cool. I still did it because then I had everything in gold. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's like, why? why? I, I just want to go back to the days of World at War, the fifth Call of Duty, when the biggest glitch or hack you would get would be like being able to stand on top of a pillar in like this burnt out building and shoot like maybe four people before someone beamed you in the head. And then that was it. Like, there wasn't yeah. hack. You, you couldn't hack World at War. The most you could nah. do was, as you say, prestige up. Like, yeah. give or, yourself or a, XP. Or a yeah. glitch or, hiding in a corner or something. There was a glitch in the uh, in the zombies, because that's obviously where the OG zombies come from. Oh, yeah. Where, where you could um, you could always guarantee yourself a ray gun, or you could there was a certain part you could stand in the wall and zombies couldn't get you. So no matter what round you were on, you just stood there and they just couldn't get you. And you could yeah. just spend your time bludgeoning them because you run out of ammo and you don't want to move. <laughs> I remember I remember doing that. I remember because me and my dad and my brother used to play on like rotation like two at a time constantly. Yeah. And I remember we used to just we used to play all headshots. So you just like spend four rounds just blitz yeah. people in the head and you'd let them come in the door and all just so you could hit them in the head. And then the ray gun, what was that? It used to be like, it used to be like something like shit three times, turn around, stand up, get down, up, down, up, shit three times. Yeah. And then when the quest oh. was gold or something ludicrous like that, and then you'd be like, yeah. I got the ray gun. Yeah. And then nine times out of ten, it was just luck anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it never meant anything. <laughs> uh, but their games, again, 
I don't want to talk about games, but they're actually, again, super good examples of marketing. All of them, games, Fortnite, Apex, PUBG, Call of Duty, they're all fantastic. I mean, their customer service, yeah, is fucking ludicrous, but their yeah. actual marketing and their branding is another level. Insane. Is it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a brand that you know. You know what I mean? If someone says, oh, oh would you play on the Xbox? Oh, I'll play this or I'll play that, you know, you don't see it advertised anywhere apart from sort of when they're doing releases for the new games. You don't see it advertised I mean, anywhere. I know yeah. Fortnite are doing bits on telly, but that's just to sell merch and stuff like yeah. that and get more uh, three-year-olds to spend their parents' life savings on, on the app store on and stuff skins. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess just so, the case of like, you know as well, like you know when a studio is making a game or you hear that, that studio in particular is making a game, especially among game fans at least, you kind of can tell what the game is going to have. Yeah. For game fans, like you know like if Activision is making it, it's going to be some sort of way. Like when I knew when Apex Legends first came out, I was like, okay, that's the respawn team that made the original Call of Duty, so it's going to be the original Call of Duty mechanics. It was, it was sick, and then they updated it and it went on bullshit. But yeah. It's like when you know a certain company's making it, like you know if Rockstar is making a game, first of all, it's going to be lit anyway. But you yeah. know if like Rockstar, America, the one in like fucking LA, you know if they're making it, it's probably Call of Duty or it's probably GTA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also Rockstar, GTA 6, come on, hurry up. GTA 6, we want it. We're not getting it anytime soon. The Kale Perico heist has now put this back like at least till 2022. Yeah. I might get a notification by the end of this year to tell us we, it's coming, but even then they'll say like, undetermined when it'll be out. Guaranteed. Yeah. The thing is, they spend so much time developing it, and people were saying that about GTA 5. And they spend so much time developing it, but it's so good, and the longevity of it is so good. That's something else. I had to explain this to a girl, my girlfriend Leila. I had to explain to her like, you don't understand. I bought this game, like this one right here, when I was seventeen. Like I was too young to buy. I used my fake ID in Tesco with my cousin standing <laughs> behind me. Like, like I, I remember because I drove to Tesco beforehand, got a load of like fake energy drinks, like loads yeah. of was prepared in the day, went down that night, got the midnight release, went to McDonald's, couple of double cheeseburgers on the motorbike straight home. Like it was wicked. And I <laughs> and I explained like I bought this when I was 17. I was like, I'm 25 this year. I'm like, this game has been out for like eight years almost. Yeah. Like, do you understand? A game to have been out for eight years, still be this playable, still be the top videoed uh, the top watched game on youtube last year in 2020 and that is a fact by the way people you can check me on that the most watched game on youtube not minecraft not fucking fortnite it was grand theft auto and it's yeah. going to be it's going to be bigger this year there's so many more people came back because i got really deep into it that's the only reason i know all this shit i got really deep into it recently and there's so many more people came back to the game in the last like six months nine months it's insane it's ludicrous yeah. how many new I mean, people I are in I mean, I, I took to it quite late. So it came out when I was about 16, 17. I mean, obviously we were born, so you know, I turned 25 this year as well, but it came out when I was about 16, 17. But at the time I was in basic training. And so whilst I was sort of laying in a puddle in North Yorkshire, getting cold and wet and questioning every decision I'd made up in my life up to that point, all, all my mates from back home were like, oh yeah, just uh, you know, finished college and I'm just gonna go home and play GTA for a bit. And I was like, do you know what? I know I'm doing something different and I know I'm going to build myself quite a good life doing this, but at the same time, I wish I was just in bed, like I was 15 again, 
no worries, you know, you haven't got to worry about anything. Yeah. You haven't got to school the next day because it's a Friday, just playing with your mates online and just absolutely killing it. Just beating um, prostitutes to death and racing cars off the side of mountains. What, 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 else, what else you want to be doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a puddle in Yorkshire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, look, do you want to round off um, with any sort of last-minute advice, tips, tricks, anything out there for anyone either looking to get in the digital space or currently in digital space just getting started? Uh, yeah, so don't be... First off, don't be disheartened. Um, it's hard work, you know what I mean? Like, when I tell my mum, I have conversations with my mum, and she's like, why don't you just go get a normal job, you know? might work because it doesn't pay as much as what I'm earning now first off and, and secondly I don't really want a boss again because near on every other boss that I've had is a dick so if you're watching this yeah. Mark Becky I mean you you cunt um I hope I can say that um, oh, all day yeah um so yeah don't be disheartened it's hard you know what I mean it's it's not as simple as just clicking a few buttons and getting a mad return on ad spend it's hard work it's hard graft when you start so just be persistent with it and don't get disheartened um niche down if you're, if you're working with e-commerce businesses, niche down, um, because then you've just got repeatable, scalable systems that you can just sort of plug and play almost. Um, you can just sort of tell when I go, oh, right, I've just onboarded another clothing brand. And then you've got the same systems and schematics to use, albeit different content and, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. it, it just works. Um, so, yeah, be persistent, um, niche down, and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? We're in the weirdest time we have ever experienced in our lifetime and probably will ever experience. I mean, anything's possible at the minute. Um, but just enjoy where we're at. You know what I mean? It's shit that we can't go out. It's shit that we can't get haircut. I mean, I usually have a zero fade on the side. And I have to fucking buy <laughs> headbands. You know what I mean? It's shit you can't see your family and stuff like that. But this is, in a way, the next revolution. Um, you know, we had the industrial revolution. We've had all that sort of shit. We're coming away from that now. We're coming away from white-collar factory work. We're going online, and if you're not online, you're getting left behind at the minute. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy it. Just take it for what it is. Enjoy the ride. Embrace the bumps. And, yeah, just stop licking door handles as well so we can all talk about it in the fucking pub. Yeah, exactly. Stop licking door <laughs> handles. We all want to go back for a pint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, thank you again, bro, for coming on today. Um, it's been a great chat. I've, I know... This is just a typical phone call for us anyway, really. But it's well, good to finally get you on for the show. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I appreciate it. Look, guys, if you did enjoy the video this week, consider going below, hitting like, subscribe to the channel, turn your notifications on so you get notified every week when we upload. If you want to follow Mark, go across, check him out on Instagram, Facebook. I'll drop all your links in the description, same as always. And, yeah. That's it for this week, guys. We'll be back again next week. We'll have another guest and we'll be bringing you more value and more information. But yeah, till then, see you later. Hello, guys. How you doing? It's me, Jack, mate. You've just finished watching probably one of the best videos on YouTube. So why not take a moment to consider subscribing? And if you haven't already, hit the like button and turn the notification bell on. Apparently it helps. I don't know how. It was good to know, wasn't it?